Hi everybody, and welcome to another episode of Where the Fuck Are the Popcorn Bags, the podcast where we review a movie, but not before we give you some tidbits and then go watch it while we eat some snacks, and maybe, just maybe, get a little high, but only if I can get this intro correct. I am the one and only Mantis Toboggan, and today, we stand the rock. I'm Brianna, and I know someone that took a dump in Spike Lee's yard. Is that true? Yeah. Okay, we're gonna have to get that. You heard it here first. We're gonna have we're gonna have to get that. Everybody, stay tuned for that story for after <laughs> after the review because we're one hundred percent getting to the bottom of that. Uh, and today we'll be watching the two thousand and twenty one American fantasy adventure comedy film Jungle Cruise. Before we get into the movie of the night, however, Brianna and I are going to talk about our expectations and discuss some things we learned about it while perusing the internet of sorts. Of course, as always, I'm going to mention Dope Flicks. It is the short, long form, short, short, long form. The long, short form version? Talking podcast for men, specifically. We talk about men stuff, like jizz. <laughs> Actually, Mac won't let me talk about jizz too much. Well, he will, but I try to keep it to a minimum. Just you have a respectful. jizz limit. <laughs> I, I, try to, I try to be respectful and limit the amount of jizz that I say on his do you say semen? IP. Uh, semen is acceptable. Loads. I think. Loads is a great <laughs> word. Yeah. How you doing this week, Breens? Breens. Breens is doing great. Breens. Brianna. How Beans. you doing, Manti Sinatra? <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I'm doing swell. That's life. <laughs> I wish I had. Um. I wish there was a song that I could sing for Jungle Cruise. I actually think that there is a. There's like a Jungle Cruise song. I'm assuming there is because it's based off. There's a, ride. a Doja Cat Jungle Cruise song. Have you heard it? No. I'm kidding. That's why. Oh, okay. Well, I know there's a Metallica <laughs> song in this movie. Yeah. Let's just get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, tidbits based on the Disney World ride <laughs> of the same name. Not the first time Disney has foyered into the amusement park ride as a movie game, of course. Starting with Tower of Terror in 97. Uh, I'm sure most of you have seen that. If you haven't, you're a squid. Uh, and then Mission to Mars in 2000. I haven't seen that because I'm not a squid. Country Bears in 2002. Also, once again, have seen it because I'm not a squid. And then Haunted Mansion in 2003. Everybody's seen that because that's Eddie Murphy. Pirates of the Caribbean, obviously, being the most famous and most lucrative, I guess. That same year. I never saw Country Bears. I uh, Country Bears was had the kid from Malcolm in the Middle in it, like the older brother, Reese. Oh, Country Bears, though, like rides last show used to scare the shit out of me so that's probably why yeah that's that's fair i honestly i never i didn't know tomorrowland with george clooney i didn't know that was based on a ride i had no idea yeah it is and it isn't like it's an interesting story on its own though so it doesn't really need to be tied to a ride have you been on the ride i've been on the like the tomorrowland like people mover is that what it is I don't think that's the ride the movie's based on, but, like, I know they're connected. Oh. Not the people mover, but, like, Tomorrowland the land. What's your favorite Disney World ride, Brianna? I really like Big Thunder Mountain. Thunder Mountain? Big Thunder. Okay. I respect it. <laughs> Big. What do you like? I hate the teacups and I hate Splash Mountain. That's all I'm going to say. 
I throw up on both. I've thrown up on both. Oh, uh, yeah. My brother can't do the teacups. You guys can hang out together. That's cool. We I don't like to go on rides <laughs> anyway, so not a not an amusement park guy. Um, but you're going to make us go to Disney. That's cool. Well, I'm yeah. going to make you go to the Star Wars <laughs> Disney. Because you want a retractable penis saver. Yes, that's exactly why. <laughs> Shut up, Max. We're getting retractable penis savers, bro. Um, you guys can touch your, sp- your penis saver tips together. Hell yeah. It's called Space Stalking, Brianna, and don't wear it out. <laughs> Jungle Cruise, the movie, though, began development in 2004 after the huge success of Pirates of the Caribbean, initially supposed to star Tom Hanks and Tim Allen instead of The Rock and Emily Blunt. So, <laughs> totally the same thing. The same movie. Supposed to, be, supposed to be written by the guy who wrote Shrek and Balto. Thoughts on that? What are, you, what are your thoughts on the Tim Allen, Tom Hanks, Balto writer version of this movie? Well... I'm a huge fan of Shrek. I never really remember Balto, but I did see it. But I'm a big Shrek person. Tim Allen and Tom Hanks are a classic duo. So I probably am more excited about the Tim Allen, Tom Hanks version than I am about this one. Release the Hanks cut. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Uh, Shit happens, though. And Disney doesn't keep their promises, a la Scarlett Johansson. Um, Which, by the way, I'm not picking sides on that because I don't pick sides between millionaires and billionaires. They can both lick my dick. I digress. Jungle Cruise was written by five people, as uh, most Disney movies are. The people that wrote this movie are Michael Green, who wrote Blade Runner 2049, Logan, Alien Covenant, uh, The Call of the Wild Adaption, um, and The Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds. So, oh, yeah, okay. Shouldn't have saved that one for the that was that that was gonna be my very last. Yeah, that's like that's kind of how that's it's like, oh wow, these are good movies. And then, uh, Greenland, swan dive, (laughs) also written by Glenn Ficarra and John Requa, who were a team who wrote Cats and Dogs, uh, Bad Santa, one and two, Angry Beavers, and Brianna, Smallfoot. Oh. Yeah, so how about that? Um, okay, okay, they're cool, they're cool. Can't forget John Norville and Josh Goldstein, who have writing credits on this movie as well, because they supposedly wrote the Tim Allen version too, somehow, but obviously Disney scrapped that because they let them keep their credits though, so whatever. Uh, Norville wrote um, the movie Tin Cup starring Kevin Costner, and that's his only writing credit. And then Goldstein- I just keep thinking of like Deborah Norville. Who's that? I don't know. I think she used to be on like a news channel or something that I watched. Someone let us know who Deborah Norville is. Uh, uh, Josh Goldstein has more writing credits than John Norville. He has wrote. Uh, he has written many an episode of uh, like I, I want to say late '90s black comedy. Like he's written three episodes of Sister Sister, four episodes of The Wayans Brothers. He wrote some episodes of the Jamie Foxx show, some episodes of Martin. Like he's just like okay, I mean, he, he must have just been fair. like uh, uh, maybe like UPN employed by UPN or the WB, <laughs> right? That like those are the, UPN. All those shows, all those shows were on that channel, so he, he must have had a good run there. Um, I wonder how much these guys got though. Like I was wondering that, and I was like, how much? Like you make a like you write a movie like this, like you don't you didn't really write it, but Disney's gonna give you credit anyway, like. What do you get? And so I looked it up. Turns out, like, 85K a piece. Not bad. I'll take that. Honestly, yeah. Right? Like. To wait over, like, 20 years. Yeah. Hey, 
whatever. Um, this movie is directed by... I'm going to butcher this. Juan Coletzera. <laughs> and this and this was after Disney refused to hire Patty Jenkins at the Rock's request. Yeah. yeah. I saw that and I was like, Disney. Yeah, so not very progressive, Disney. Um, Shame on you. <laughs> Juan has directed House of Wax with Paris Hilton. He directed The Orphan. He directed Nonstop, Run All Night, uh, and The Commuter, which I think all have Liam Neeson in, in them. Um, he also did The Shallows, which is that like shark movie. And he's doing the Black Adam movie coming up. So I wonder if The Rock got his second choice. They were like, ooh, Patty Jenkins too expensive. Like, do you have a second choice? And he was like... Because she wants that good good. Yeah, well, she's she's <laughs> worth the good good at this point, I guess. Yeah, but I guess back then it was like, I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of The Rock... Iffy. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, speaking of uh, The Rock, it obviously stars him, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It also stars the least electrifying woman in sports entertainment, Emily Blunt. Uh, also, Edgar Ramirez, Jack Whitewall, who is in the new Clifford movie, Brianna? Whitehall. Whitewall? Whitehall. Jack Jack from the White Stripes. Paul Giamatti is, Paul Giamatti is also in this. And uh, one of my favorites, Jesse Plemons. We love Jesse Plemons over here, Brianna. Do we not? We love little squish face kind of ginger people, yeah. Yeah, he's he's a fantastic <laughs> actor. He's he's making a lot of moves in in the H Wood, Hollywood. He was in Like Mike. That's he was the bully in Like Mike. That's why my Like Mike two script works. All of the people are still alive: Crispin Glover, Jesse Plemons, Bow Wow, the guy who played Tea Time. I heard Crispin Glover is like a fucking mess to work with. Mm, that maybe we don't. He's not really in the script much. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll do a whole episode one day about my like Mike two script. If anybody's curious about, yes, what, we know there's another like Mike two. No, 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 no. I have written a direct sequel to like Mike one. Um, it is about Calvin Coolidge all grown up in dealing with addiction. <laughs> in, <laughs> so if anybody wants to know more about that. Uh, I will totally do an entire episode on that, but you, but you got to reach out. I don't think anybody's going to reach out, but but yeah, if you want to know more about that, reach out. Um, it was, this movie though, Jungle Cruise was shot from May to September in 2018, Brianna in Hawaii and Atlanta, which I'm sure you know, and it uses lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of digital effects to the behest of some critics because at the point in time, uh, at the point in, <laughs> at the point in time of this review, it has a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb based on 2.4 thousand reviews. It also has a 64% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes based on 184 reviews. But it has a 90% score on Rotten Tomatoes uh, based on 100 reviews for the audience score. So that's all very interesting. Mm, that's fishy. 49% <laughs> on Metacritic and 60% of Google users <laughs> like this movie. That's definitely fishy. The 90%. Of audience score? Yeah. You, you think so? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I bet Disney paid. Oh, I don't know, girl. Oh, I said it. I said it. There's also, there's an, there. there's an instrumental version of Nothing Else Matters in this movie by Metallica. I think that's it. That's intense.
There's what? There's a instrumental version of Nothing Else Matters in this movie. Yeah, I was reading that and I was just like, Disney, this is the movie that we want to put Metallica in. Like, I get that it's like PG-13 and all, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm feeling a little weird about the Metallica, like, edition. When I heard it was PG-13. There's no I, Metallica on the, the ride. I figured. I figured. When I heard it was PG-13, I kind of took a step back. I was like, really? When I heard it was two hours long, I took a step back and Ooh. went, oh. Yeah, let's hope for an hour 46. Uh, you got any tidbits? No. Do you have your synopsis? No. I don't have my homemade synopsis because I'm just so, like, against this movie for absolutely no reason. You're a hater. I just, yeah, I just was like, no, I don't even want to, like, put that much thought into it. I don't want to put that much energy into this negativity. Okay, that's fine. Anyway, I have bitch. the regular synopsis, though. Yeah, give it to me, you goddamn bitch. Everybody right now, at the count of three, you call Brianna goddamn bitch. One, two, three. Thank you. Okay, go, go on, Brianna. Dr. Lily Holt... Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. That's what you deserve. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. Fuck. Dr. Lily Houghton enlist the aid of a wisecracking skipper to take her down the Amazon in his ramshackle boat. Together they search for an ancient tree that holds the power to heal, a discovery that will change the future of medicine. You know, I was already on the fence about this movie, and then when I was when I found the synopsis and that it's based off a tree, I was like, oh man, this movie is gonna fucking suck so bad. Would have been better with- And then- What? It would have been better with what, Scarlett Johansson? No, and then what? No, and then I remember like what the original ride was about. Yeah, I know they had to change it, but I remember what the original ride was about, and I don't remember a tree in it at all. And then I don't even remember a tree in the one they had to like reimagine because it was super bad and like very inappropriate. But it took like twenty years for them to figure it out. Oh, okay. Well. But yeah, I can see where people would get upset too that there's going to be a lot of digital. Trees? Stuff. Because we don't want to hurt the animals. I don't want to hurt the animals. And they were probably like, well, we paid too much money for The Rock to be in this, so now we can't have any real animals. Would have been better with The Rock and Tim Allen. (laughs) It would have been just better with, like, The Rock. Yeah, and maybe he has to save his family from a skyscraper in the jungle. It would have just been fine with anybody. I would have taken just anybody in Paul Giamatti. Yeah, if The Rock was like, (laughs) say The Rock was like a dad, and then but he was also a lifeguard... Um, and then he had to like save his family because there was like a skyscraper and it was like on an earthquake and he was like, he had to go save them. That'd be a good movie. But I have my hopes up pretty high for this and I'm not going into it like a huge curmudgeon like Brianna. So everybody grab your bongs, grab your soup, your vaccines. What else are we grabbing? Uh, your, um, scissors. Uh, I'm just looking at stuff on my desk. Your 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 desk fans, grab them all, everybody. And in three, two, one, go. And we're back from watching Jungle Cruise. I don't even have anything witty to say. Uh, it, it was <laughs> it was Jungle Cruise. I, I liked it. It was. I enjoyed it. It's not thoroughly. I'm not like, yeah, it's really good. I think I think the the Green Knight came out this week and uh that was probably really good. I probably would have thoroughly enjoyed that. But this was good. 
Um, it was a it was a well made piece of Disney IP in my opinion. What did you think, Brianna? It was funnier than I thought it would be, but I still was just left with hatred and disdain and throughout the whole thing <laughs> or parts a bad taste in my mouth most of it i just i didn't really understand and yeah there was some funny parts but yeah other than that pass i think the humor was <laughs> enjoyable i think that it was definitely noticeable that it was a pg-13 movie deaf pirates of the caribbean-esque as you said while we were watching it mm-hmm. you definitely mm-hmm. got pretty strong pirates of the caribbean vibes in terms of the tone um the rock is a great actor and he's gonna get an uh, an honorary academy award one day just like samuel jackson because they'll never give him a real one and so in 40 years we're gonna be watching the oscars and it's gonna be like honorary academy award it'll probably be called Dwayne the rock johnson award for greatest achievements he's just so (laughs) witty so enjoyable handsome as all get out Making bald men proud everywhere. Shout out bald men. Um, really just doing the damn thing. The bald wins? The bald men. Shout out bald men. Oh. Yeah, he's really doing the, the damn thing for the bald men out there. Really just like... There's like... Big there's two, bald energy. Yeah, big bald energy. There's a spectrum, right? You got your Larry David on one side, and then you got your Dwayne The Rock Johnson on the other side. And then all the... Okay, all the, okay, yeah. You definitely want to be on the, the rock side. Ab- absolutely. I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm a cross between Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Larry David in all the worst ways. So that's that's what I look like oh. and act like, pretty much. Um, yeah. Yeah, for, for the most part, right? It's like, like, I have my... Like, if you took the worst qualities of both those people and put them together, <laughs> I'd, I'd be that person. Uh, that's you. <laughs> The action in this was enjoyable, Brianna, right? It wasn't enjoyable. It was very, uh, it was dark for what I was expecting. A lot of death. A lot more death than I thought. uh, A lot of, like, gruesome death? Not gruesome, but, I mean, for- Lots of, like, squishing noises. (laughs) A lot of of slicing noises. There was a, there was one point in time where, uh, Emily Blunt sliced the face of one of the bad guys, and, like, instead of blood coming out, a snake came out, and it was really creepy. Ooh. There was lots of, like, whap noises, and it was just like, oh, no, yeah. I'm not a fan of this, but yeah. Macaroni in a pot. Str- yeah, macaroni all over this Jungle Cruise. Yeah, uh, good twist at the end. I'll explain that in Spoiler Zone, but I... Was it a good twist, though? Were you, not, like, super shocked? Not at the end, I'm sorry, in the middle. The midpoint twist really got me that, the midpoint was actually like a bummer i was when we got to the midpoint i looked and i went oh my gosh we're only an hour in but did the, <laughs> i feel like the middle part was the strongest part of the movie act two was the strongest part of the movie act one for me was really kind of dragging and then act three was kind of just like what's going on right now why are they <laughs> why are yeah, they doing all it was this? very needs a lot of explanation <laughs> definitely too long should not be two hours oh yeah what was the first i'm gonna look it up what was the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie? Was that Dead Man's Chest? No, I thought it was just Pirates of the Caribbean, oh. like Curse of the Black Pearl. Oh, yeah, that's right, 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 right. <laughs> just that little old film. <laughs> but at least, like, you knew then you were immersing yourself into an entire world of pirates. Like, this is a jungle cruise. Like, you expect a jungle and you're on a boat. Yeah, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean was... <laughs> The first one was two hours and 23 minutes long. 
Woof. Definitely doesn't. I've never seen any of the Pirates movies. The, the It definitely doesn't feel like. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I mean, that's like, that. that's an enjoyable movie. That is a good movie. The first Pirates of the Caribbean. I haven't seen. But se- again, yeah, you're in a whole world. Yeah, I guess you're being immersed just like a Harry Potter movie or a Lord of the Rings or any, any, anything else like a Marvel, like in that, in, in terms of that, which, yeah, they, they tried to do that in this. Uh, you have more frame of reference when it comes to the ride than I do. So how did, how did that go for you in terms of the ride? Cause I did hear you a few times go like, oh my God, there's, that's from the ride or like they're doing the thing from the ride. Mm. Like, what do you, what are your thoughts? Well, I haven't been on the ride since it was changed like this last time around, but it's all based on like animal poachers specifically elephant poachers and there are a few references like obviously it's a disney ride so they have like a whole you're in a boat and you're touring through this jungle and there's all these like fake animals that are meant to be real animals and there's a tour guide on it and he has like witty banter and like funny puns that he always says or they always say And so there's that, like, referenced at the beginning of the movie, and then, yeah, there's a part, there's, like, certain parts that are sort of like the movie, but not, or the ride, but not really. And, uh, there's no, I don't want to get too crazy, but yeah, they're a little, they're very different. I liked The Rock's puns. But yeah, those are kind of, they're not the same ones you hear on the ride, but they're similar. Okay. Did they do the fake hippo and the, the waterfall on the ride? Is that, like, a thing? Yeah, because it is like a water ride. You go under like one of those waterfalls mm. where it's like, oh, you're going to get wet. But if you're sitting in like the middle part of the boat, there's a cover on top, so you don't really get wet. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, it is the Florida sun like beating down on you, so you don't want to not be covered. Yeah. Uh, direction in this was uh, fine. It was, it was on yeah, par. Fine. On, on par with mm-hmm. a Disney film. What did you think of the CGI? Too much CGI for you? I wasn't bothered by it, personally. I was wondering about that. Yeah, I mean, again, you're trying to create a Pirates of the Caribbean-esque world. You're going to have to expect that they're not going to be filming in the Amazon, because it's buggy as fuck, I think, in the Amazon, and no one wants to deal with that. No, what the fuck? Yeah, let's film (laughs) in Hawaii and Atlanta, dude. What the hell? Yeah, it's also a river, so you definitely don't want to be on location. No, Oh, no. But I was, um, I thought it was an appropriate amount of computer-generated images. (laughs) (laughs) I would have to agree. I don't think that they overstepped it at all. I don't think it looked bad in any in, in any like sense of the word. Mm-mm. It, nope. It, I I mean it was a. It, it was, was like one well-made. bar underneath those who wish me dead. That fake like desert forest. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, actually, they did a pretty good job in that for the the fake desert forest. They they did a damn good job with that. Go go check out our episode of uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead. Angelina Jolie really breaks her back seven times, and then and then hides in a river. There's lots of back breaking in this one too, so you can watch them kind of together. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we'll get into that. There's one part where the Rock really macaroni snapping back. Kind of foyers into the twist, but we'll get into that. What did you think of the acting overall? <sighs> <sighs> I 
Emily Blunt is fine. She was fine. The Rock, right? She wasn't bad. The Rock is the Rock is the Rock. I'll watch him in anything, basically. Yeah, he's good. He's like a good actor. But what did you think of the whole backstory of like the conquistadors and then German Jesse Plemons? Okay, okay, all right. So, so <laughs> the conquist- it's not the Russians. Finally, the conquistador backstory I felt was necessary to tie together to make it a story. Right, you needed something. You needed some kind of bad guy, like you needed some type of stakes. So I get that. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Uh, the two accents, Jesse Plemons with his German accent and then Paul Giamatti with his Italian accent, both not bad, but both obviously not good. And I said this while we were watching. I think it was on purpose that they didn't hire two people to do spot on German and Italian accents. And instead, they hired two familiar faces uh, to do o- well, yeah, OK definitely. accents. And I think that was really funny. And I, I kind of enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. I, I thought Jesse, <laughs> Jesse Plemons was enjoyable. What did you think? I thought that they were both just like overacted, like boisterous characters, and so it kind of worked that they also had these like outrageous accents. I thought Paul Giamatti is obviously more believable because he seems more Italian than Jesse Plemons seems German, <laughs> but Jesse Plemons is just—he <laughs> did a pretty good job of being like a bad guy without being like weird or creepy. He was just like a good bad guy. No, he was like a like a Gaston kind of bad guy, right? He did dress like the teddy bear from like the Nutcracker, but that's fine. Yeah, I think that's what I think that's how all Germans dressed in 1920 before before Hitler took over. <laughs> they dressed like the Nutcracker. They had like much more jolly colors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I th- isn't the Nutcracker? Oh, the Nutcracker is Russian, right? I don't know. I, not Russian. I think so. Uh, either way, <laughs> overall, I thought it was okay. It's serviceable. It's a little too long. Me and Brianna, full disclosure, did not pay $30 to watch this on Disney Premium. No, it's definitely not a $30 movie. For sure. Definitely not a go and see it in the theaters movie either. Unless you have kids, I guess. This is probably like a... Yeah, but even kids, like, you need to be at least not... a teenager to see this. Yes, I was going to say, like, not like... You can't bring your seven-year-old to go see this thing. Because they're going to either be like, what the fuck is going on? Or like, oh my god, this is frightening. If they were freaking out on the ride, they're definitely not going to want to see this movie. Oh, goodness gracious, no. I wonder who this movie was for. I wonder what kind of money it's going to make. I th- <laughs> <laughs> for Disney to just make money. That's probably true. I think that we'll find out in the coming weeks if Disney will continue releasing things on premium. Uh, I don't know. After that ScarJo yeah. toss-up, we'll, we'll see how that probably goes. Probably going to be much more careful. Here's the thing, though. On the flip side of that, I read that Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt both had their deals redone to reflect the Disney Plus numbers. And so, is it is it Scarlett Johansson's representation that screwed her, or like what? Because, like, I heard months ago that Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt both did that to make sure that they didn't get screwed over because of the pandemic because they knew it wasn't going to be in just theaters. So what's what gives? Well, I'm from what I've read, are we going to talk about our popcorn scores or are we just going to talk right about, you know, ScarJo? That's fair. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> what do you pop? What do, what do you give this? What do you give them for pop, popcorn bag? Right? As much as I was 
pleasantly surprised at how funny I thought the movie was. It's still in my book like a 24 out of 50 popcorn bags with a sure if you want to recommendation. (laughs) (laughs) What what did I give? uh, What did we watch last week? (laughs) We watched Gunpowder Milk Jugs and I gave it a 16 out of 50 popcorn bags. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. People were tearing that thing apart on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) It was not great. Um, (sighs) I'm going to give this a 22 out of 50 popcorn bags. Oh, you bitch. (laughs) And I am going to give it a, as long as you don't have to pay for it, recommendation. Like when this, when, when it's, when it's Christmas and... It's on Disney Plus just regular, and you're sitting around with your family, and you guys are trying to think of something to watch. Throw it on. It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt. You'll you'll have a good time. And- yeah, you guys are all fucking smoking a fatty, and you're just like, let's throw this bad boy on. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to pay attention either. There's snakes and Paul Giamatti and all kinds of good stuff. Spoiler zone. Brianna, favorite parts, least favorite parts of the movie Jungle Cruise. Get me going with your favorite parts, please. Favorite parts, Jesse Plemons looking like the teddy bear nutcracker from the Nutcracker. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. In his triumphant red outfit, I liked that. Um, the Rock in his funny puns at the beginning, loved that. Emily Blunt being called, like, Dr. Pants. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. They, there was some good wit in this movie, people. But also something that I don't know if it's like a favorite part, but also least favorite part was <laughs> right at the beginning when I said, oh, yeah, I'm so glad they changed the ride because they thought it was offensive. But they made this movie set like in the 1900s when women couldn't even sit with the men and their opinions meant nothing. And they were like, women are just secretaries and they're just little trash pieces. And we just look at them because we like the way they look in dresses. And I went, that's a really appropriate movie to be releasing Disney. I'm glad we fought over this for years and years. (laughs) Yeah. Also, to have a character come out as gay in the year 1920. I got to say, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's character, Francisco, took it very well. He was not not bothered or confused by it at all. He... He completely got the nuance of uh, what the man was saying. Uh, and it's because he's 500 years and old. He, spoiler. And he, was like, <laughs> he was like, he was like, oh, he's like, well, here's to you. Like, no, if this was 1920, a guy would have been like, what are you talking about? You're a sissy man. What are you talking like, about? Like, you like the other boys? Yeah. <laughs> that's some malarkey. Get like out of here. <laughs> like, that's what would have been said. <laughs> but yeah. Um, <laughs> what else did I like? I liked the cat, the tiger, how the rock was Tiger King 2, rock exotic, and then, <laughs> what else did I enjoy? You love the, you love yes. the rock cracking wise. Hey, I'm cracking wise over here. Yeah, there was lots of cracking backs, lots of snakes coming out of holes and faces and there was b-boy well that leads me to my favorite part well one of my which was also a shit boy there was a guy made out of shit there was a shit boy (laughs) but my favorite boy was the boy made of snakes the snake boy oh edgar ramirez Ramirez's character yeah he was his blood was made of snakes and so you could see the snakes crawling around inside of his skin yeah his he was just like 
all snake with some skin on him. It was weird, but like, I don't know. It was creepy, but it was cool. That was one of the ride references where you go into like a dark tunnel cave and then there's like these snakes coming out from all over the place and uh that's a little spooky there's this fun like cobra in there but you have to remember that all the the animals on that ride are fake 100 percent fake not even like the dinosaurs they have that they're made to look real the animals are very fake looking <laughs> what about the bee man he was frightening yeah, I don't know where B-Boy comes from. Like, the whole Conquistador story wasn't in the original ride. Well, once again, so the, the so what Brianna keeps referencing, if you haven't <laughs> watched the movie and you're listening to the Spoiler Zone, is that they do include the bad guys in this movie uh, in the... For, uh, the, bad, <laughs> the bad guys in this movie are Conquistadors, who 400 years ago tried to come and steal, like, the, the life petals from a native tribe. And the native, tri- the native tribe cursed them, and the jungle now has encased them in some vines in the jungle. And, and they they need the the river water to stay moist and alive. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, the twist in the movie, which was one of my favorite parts, is that the rock is one of the conquistadors that was able to escape that fate. And uh, he just lives. But he's also stuck in like an Andy Samberg time loop. Yeah, where he has to live on the river for his entire life. He can't leave the view of the river. And that's why he gives jungle cruises to tourists. Um, And over the last 300 years, he's scoured the land and learned the ways and and all that kind of stuff. He's become a master cartographer. Yeah, and so so the story intersects (laughs) uh, when, you know, Emily Blunt needs like a she needs like the petals, the, the these petals. Because she wants to be like a cool scientist. Yeah, and so she needs to find the secret tree to life, uh, that was hidden away by the native tribe from the conquistadors hundreds of years ago, and they finally end up getting there. And the Dwayne the Rock Johnson fights B Boy and Snake Boy, um, and then he gets and Shit Boy and then Shit Boy, and then <laughs> one of the craziest parts, which leads me into my least favorite parts, was when the rock fell out of some trees. And he hit, he hit every branch on the way down and then slammed into a rock at the very bottom of the river. And me and Brett- And it wasn't him, the rock. It was a rock. <laughs> it was rock. a rock. It was rock on rock action, meat on meat, um, meat to meat, straight up. And me and Brianna were both concerned because he had also gotten stabbed in the heart. And we were like, so you're just going to kill the rock halfway through the movie? Turns out, yeah. twist halfway through, the rock is a 400-year-old conquistador as well. And- uh, he can't die. And Emily Blunt's in, in love with this old fucking geezer. Yeah, she ends up she ends up wanting to slang and bang. John Krasinski was probably on set chubbing up so hard. I bet you <laughs> he asked he asked Dwayne if he'd cuck him. He's like, Dwayne, will you will you cuck me? Please. I just I'll sit in the closet. And he was like, Absolutely not, that's fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into that, man. No. I, I won't let you watch, but I'll fuck your wife, bud. And then give him a pat on the shoulder. That's probably what The Rock did. Sure, little guy. <laughs> John Krasinski's probably like 6'3", too. The Rock was like, sure, bud. Pat him on the head. <laughs> I'll fuck your wife. <laughs> uh, I also hated the fermented spit that they were drinking. That made me vom. Ugh. Like, ugh. It's funny because they vom at like a completely separate time in the movie. Like the cat. The Emily Blunt and his, her brother. They all get drunk. All vomit. Well, the cat gets drunk. Yeah. Yeah, but then uh, 
they drink he drinks the fermented spit and he just like swallows it like a champ like well that was nothing yeah oh, <laughs> oh it's making me it's making me gag it and he was just like, oh, spitters are quitters. not cool. <laughs> spitters are quitters, Brianna. Just say it. You know you wanted to say it. Uh, what about your least favorite parts? Uh, least favorite parts. There was just, like you said, in Act 3, there was just a lot of unexplained things going on. And the version of the movie we watched didn't have subtitles. And Edgar Ramirez speaks his native language of Spanish. And I don't know Spanish that well, other than when they were talking about, like, get the lady with the pants. <laughs> and there was a lot of just, like, unexplained, like, Spanish talking between the conquistador B people. So I didn't really understand what they were saying. So maybe they were talking about, like, a little more that we didn't, we couldn't catch as english speakers i hate when they do that in movies not because i think that they shouldn't do it i just hate when they don't put the subtitles in because i'm like i'm a dumb english speaking person i i would like to know what's going on in this mainly english speaking movie because i don't know mandarin or spanish (laughs) or french that well like it would be nice if like you know sometimes it'll just be like a couple of lines in this it was more than a couple of lines for sure like a couple of lines yeah it was like a lot of dialogue like i totally get if you want to if you like a little special little thing for the for the people that only speak that language and it's like hey like i understand that that's awesome but if you're gonna do it if you're gonna do it a lot in the movie like at least throw me a bone and it hit me with, like, the long ones. Edgar Ramirez would speak for, like, three sentences. And I'd be like, huh? I heard pantalones. <laughs> what? <laughs> Mira. I heard Mira yeah. pantalones. Like, that's it. I don't know. Yeah, there was just a lot of, uh, there was a lot of Spanish speaking that I just unfortunately could not keep up with. <laughs> so. Maybe it was just, maybe maybe it was just our illegal version and maybe they do it on the disney premium maybe that's what they i would hope they would maybe you gotta pay the 30 bucks for these subtitles <laughs> well normally like i watch like regular movies and tv with subtitles anyway because sometimes i'm like what if i i don't know i just it. like no to do yeah that. totally I, yeah su- subtitles <laughs> and so great. for for no subtitles at all for me to watch this one i was like oh i'm a little confused yeah. and then they start speaking another language and i'm like whoa whoa, whoa. slow down yeah, uh, just to be clear here, uh, where the fuck are the popcorn bags? We are pro subtitles, so never gonna hear us say something like, "I'm not watching that movie because of subtitles, bro." Uh, the only time me and Brianna wouldn't watch a movie with subtitles is if we're feeling too lazy to read, which is. M- but even then, I'll still also. Yeah, give it a go and give it a go. <laughs> you have any more favorite, uh, least favorite parts, Brianna? Um, I didn't like the bending and the snapping of the rock. <laughs> yeah okay that's that's fair that was that was pretty violent and there was also just like a lot of random shooting that was kind of violent that was a little unexpected and yeah lots of random violence that i was appalled at that it was in a pg-13 disney movie were you put off by the violence or were you were you uh accepting of it and welcoming it I don't want to say, like, I condone violence, but I was a little put off at first, but then I got used to it, and I was like, okay, all right, I guess this is where we're going with this movie, that's fine, but I just, I can't really uh, think why Disney would push this movie so hard. Because of, because of, because of Dwayne. I mean, one, it's their, like, it's straight up their IP. They didn't have to pay anybody to, to get this movie going. 
Like it's just been sitting in the winds for years. Like there's probably so much little, so little overhead. Like I, I don't know. Like I, I feel like they just it makes sense. The rocks in it. Like they paid a lot of money probably to put this thing together. So it makes sense why they'd be mm-hmm. pushing it so hard. Yeah. Okay, though. I think Disney just needs to focus on Disney things. Well, they they literally <laughs> did. This is literally a Disney thing, and they focused on it. So maybe they should focus on yeah. non-Disney things. Maybe just buy buy more stuff and make that stuff good, Disney. Don't, don't go making any more amusement park ride movies. Unless you want to do Space Mountain, that'd probably be weird. I don't even know how you'd do something like that. I've never. Yeah, I'd pass on that one. Space Mountain is a great ride, though. I remember that. Remember, remember the urban legend that that kid got decapitated when he stood up. Yeah, Disney has so many of those. I watch them on YouTube all the time. They're creepy as fuck. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> fuck Disney. Fuck Disney. That's the end of the review. Bam. Fuck the mouse. Brianna, what'd you watch this what? week besides this garbage piece of shit movie? I watched. I was just raising my middle finger up and flipping off the screen. Yeah, I felt it. Nice. Felt it. Felt the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I watched all three of the Fear Streets finally. And? And pff, the first one was good. The second one was better. And then the third one was. It was fine. I want to say it was good, but my rating goes to fine, which would be like two or three nom nom noms only because this isn't really a super spoiler but it does take place in 1666 as the title might have you thinking and the characters from the first two movies are mixed into the third movie and they all have these like accents that could possibly be from 1666 and it's Really, only one actor nails it. The other ones, they're trying, but it's like a bad, like, drama school production. Kind of takes you out uh, of it. Yeah, and so it's a little weird, but it does tie the story together very nicely. So were you... But again... Were you happy? Their voices. Were you happy with the ending? Well, there is, like, a little twist in the the third one that I don't want to give away. But yeah, I was like pleasantly like, okay, this was a nice little ending. I liked this. Okie dokie. All right. Yeah, I'm going to watch the second and third one and I'll let you know what I think. Yeah, I really liked, I mean, the first one was good, but then when you see the second one, you're like, okay, this one was pretty good too. This one kind of is better than the first one. And then the third one, like, I don't know, maybe it's because we grew up in Massachusetts and like we hear about the witches all the time. That we're just like, oh, cool, like another witch thing. <laughs> maybe we're just desensitized to like witchcraft, and maybe I'm a witch. I don't know, but I'm just saying it. Just yeah, the third one was probably shout shout out Tituba. <laughs> it was my least favorite, only because the other two were better, in my opinion. Okay, I can accept that. Like, the bar was just so high that the third one, it just barely made it there. Did you like the second or the first one better? Well, (sighs) I kind of liked the second one, but I felt more related to the first one because it is like a 90 Mm -hmm. one. But I did, I kind of, I don't know. 
Uh, there was a pretty good scene in the first one that I enjoyed. It's tough. It was a it was a tough tiebreaker, but I guess the second one barely sneaks by for me. Okay. Less less. Ha- what did you watch? Less hamburger slicing <laughs> in the second one. Uh, uh, girl gets sliced like hamburger in the first one. Just FYI. She sliced like sliced bread. Um, like she, it was the best thing since sliced bread was her face. Oh God. Uh, I watched I watched <laughs> Ted Lasso, the second episode that just dropped today. They drop week by week. They do drop week by week, which is oh. frustrating, but the show is so damn good. If you haven't seen the first season, you really need to go and watch it. The second season is just as enjoyable so far, really setting things up for an enjoyable mid-season and end of season, and Jason Sudeikis is just such a talent. Really. I really like Jason Sudeikis. Me too. And he's playing this guy so well. A lot of emotion. Just a good show. I it's gonna win. It's gonna win Emmys next month for sure. I don't want to sound like I'm late to the party or any of a silly Billy, but we already know I'm kind of walking a fine line here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that that character was like sort of an SNL character, but from like ten years ago. Oh, I have. I have to go back and I'll have to go back and see which one. There's like a, I don't know if it's like a repeated skit, sketch, <laughs> sketch that they do with Jason Sudeikis, but like he plays like a, a football, soccer, football coach and like he's doing like a press conference. Hmm. And that kind of reminds me of like Ted Lasso. I don't know if they're really connected. I could be starting a conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could be starting something. The lamest conspiracy theory of all time. <laughs> Hey, shut up. <laughs> headlines. Go out with the rock. <laughs> I already said headlines. So we are moving on, Brianna. But this is your time to shine because in lieu of headlines today, ladies and gentlemen, we are doing something a little different and we are letting Brianna take center stage and tell her story about someone she knows who took a dump in Spike Lee's yard. Thank you. And so today's news is I hung out with someone that took a dump in Spike Lee's yard on the vineyard. She uh, used to do landscaping with her friend. She has like kind of like a extra hand set of, yeah, you're here. I'm here. Why don't you help me out do some landscaping? So they do landscaping for the the nicer houses on the vineyard, like the Obamas and Spike Lee's house, apparently. And so she really had to poop when she was doing the landscaping. And like, I guess one of the unwritten rules of the landscaping on the vineyard is like, you don't ask them to go to the bathroom in their in their house. Like you just find somewhere to go. So she ended up having to poop, and so she just took a, a dump in Spike Lee's yard, and she went, well, he's kind of a douche, so I didn't feel bad. <laughs> is Spike Lee a douche? Is he? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that was her personal, like, feeling on him, or she might have read something about him, but yeah, she was like, I didn't feel bad at all, and we just kind of kept going. What did she wipe with? So... I don't know. Maybe it wasn't a wiper. Okay, well, you wouldn't know that unless you actually wipe once. Maybe she could just feel it. You know, sometimes you can just no, feel it. No, no, like- I don't know. No, no, no. I don't know. What are you talking about? 
I didn't ask her the details. I didn't ask if she, you know, but she does carry around wipes. Oh, okay. Well, do you poop without wiping sometimes? I don't know if she was carrying them at this time that this happened, though. But. No, I, well, I'm a girl. I have to, you know, you just gotta do it anyway. Yeah, right. Sure, sure, (laughs) sure, sure. Um, so at least it wasn't malicious, but also I guess it was a little malicious. So. I mean, yeah, it wasn't like a flaming bag of shit, though. It was just, <laughs> it's just a, she just was fertilizing. Just a human poop somewhere on Spike Lee's yard. Good enough. <laughs> she was just fertilizing <laughs> the land, sowing the seeds. <laughs> oh, I wonder if you guys could hear oh. that. Uh, <laughs> Ew. Oh, that was good stuff, though. Thank you so much, Brianna, for telling that story. That was super enjoyable and a great way to end the show. Shout out Spike Lee and his poopy, poopy, poopy yard. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, we are watching The Suicide Squad. I'm super excited for that, Brianna. That's going to be awesome. Are you pumped for that? Oh, I'm pumped That's... for that. Remember how I was not pumped for this movie? I'm super pumped for Suicide super Squad. Super fucking pumped for Suicide Squad. <laughs> it just woke me back up. <laughs> so excited. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. As always, we've gotten some new listeners lately, so thanks for tuning in. Yo, shout out Peru. Uh, shout out Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale always in the mix, always checking in on us, making sure we're doing okay. I don't know who you are, but we love you. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, everyone. Why do you always listen at 1 a.m. Fort Lauderdale? Yeah, what's up? What's this on? is a shout out to the 1 a.m. crew, everybody. We love you. Good night. Brianna, say goodbye. Goodbye. Peace. Bye, Beans. Bye.